Welcome to the Photography Q&A podcast. Hey, how's it going? I'm Andy Jones and welcome to the fifth episode of the Photography Q&A podcast. Before we get started, I just want to let you know about the videos available over at 50millimeterframework.com. It's to help you set up in manual mode. If you don't know how to change your settings of your camera to shoot in manual mode, which is mostly what we're going to be talking about on the podcast, you need to know. So you can get over to 15millimeterframework.com. That's 50mm framework.com. Put your email and name in and it'll you'll you'll get an email telling you where they are and you can watch the videos if you don't have a canon or a nikon or you have a canon and nikon and it's a different model don't worry it'll still work you can still watch it go through your user manual and you'll be able to set up to shoot in manual all right that's out of the way question this week is should i shoot in jpeg or raw so we'll go through step by step what the differences are pluses and minuses that kind of thing to start with the jpeg file can store up to 256 colors where the raw file can store up to 16384 colors or shades there's a huge difference there a massive massive difference digital cameras produce the jpeg file from the raw data that it captures when it takes the picture all the digital cameras have a raw file. When you pick JPEG, you are telling the camera to disregard all that data and just choose the colors it wants. Just get the best 256 colors and save it as that. So that being said, you're sort of getting the idea of where this is gonna go. JPEGs are, are meant to be the final product and be a final product in that they are small in size. They're a lightweight file and they're easy to put on the web. They're easy to send to each other where the raw files are two to six times bigger. But the raw files hold all the information, incredible amount of information. If you are wrong with your settings on your camera, like one or two stops out and you've got a bright image, an overexposed image, you can actually pull it back if you're editing a raw file to be a normal exposure. You can see it saves you so many times. The JPEG is compressed and only uses one and a half percent of the color detail available in the raw file. One and a half percent. So it's throwing away 98.5% of the detail. It just doesn't use it. So you're getting this little thin file, very lightweight. They do look good, but the camera is deciding for you when you set it just to record JPEGs, what the picture's gonna look like, where you need to shoot in RAW and decide all those colors and shadows and everything, you can bring all sorts out on them. The JPEG is, or sorry, the JPEG uses what is called a lossy compression. L-O-S-S-Y, lossy. Now this means that every time you work on a JPEG, if you record in JPEGs and you go to work on it, like changing the exposure slightly or the brightness or a little bit of saturation or you run a filter on it of some kind and you save it, the file itself will not be the same as it was before. Obviously because you've changed it, but it will degrade a little bit. You'll lose a little bit of information every time you save a JPEG file after using it in an editor. 
Now, with the raw file, that uses a lossless, <laughs> lossless data compression, meaning you can work on it as much as you want and nothing changes. It's all the same as the day you took the picture. Don't, nothing degrades, it is just the same all the time. The editing possibilities with the raw file, they're endless. You can do anything you want with them. You can, it's it just is incredible. The raw files, like I said before, can be two to six times the size of a JPEG. This takes up more space when you're taking pictures on your SD card or your compact flash card, depending on what camera you've got, and also more space on your hard drive. But nowadays, memory is so cheap, hard drives are cheap, nothing's out of hand anymore. There's all kinds of storage all over the place for very little money. So don't worry about using RAW files just because they're bigger. If your camera settings are off just a little bit and you're shooting JPEG, you're going to have a tough job trying to correct it. Really tough job. You'll be able to do it, but your picture will degrade. On the other hand, if you're shooting in RAW and you are off one or two stops, meaning it's either too dark or too light, and you can't see that there's a photograph there, you'll be able to pull it back. If you're using Lightroom or similar software, these buttons there, you can click auto and it will correct it for you. It really is an easy fix. So again, shooting raw. A plus for JPEG files is that there are no restrictions on how you can view them. You can look at them on your phone, on your computer. You don't need any special software. Everything is set up to view JPEG files. With raw files, you will need an editing software one that can decode them because they are such complicated files. Again, think of them as your master file and they can be edited any way you want. And then once you've got them exactly how you want, you then export them as a JPEG file. I really encourage you to start shooting in RAW. If you get into the habit of shooting in RAW, processing them and then exporting them, saving them as JPEGs, at a later date when you're looking at some of your JPEGs and you think, yeah, the colour's a little bit off on that or this is a little bit crooked, you can always go back to your raw file of that image and reprocess it. You've always got a step back, which is very useful, especially when you're doing professional work. When I started out, I would shoot everything in JPEG. I'd heard about this photographer in Australia called Yervan, who had just won the International Wedding Photographer of the Year Award. And in the interview, in the article, he said he shoots everything in medium-sized JPEGs. Now, back then, 2005, 2006, it probably would have been when he was doing that, maybe earlier, the professional camera was 12 to 16 megapixels. So he was shooting really small files, crazy small compared with today. And I'm not sure whether he was telling the truth. It made me shoot in JPEG, but I didn't shoot medium. I shot large because I thought I would. Or maybe he was just saying it to mess with his competition. Either way, his work was incredible. Like just inspiring stuff, this guy. It was really incredible. Anyway, so I went down the road of JPEG and after a few big screw ups, one of them in a wedding where I lost a really, what should have been an excellent picture that they asked about. And I said it didn't turn out because it was totally screwed. And I'd shot in JPEG and I couldn't get it back. I couldn't save it. If it had shot in RAW, I could have done multiple things to it and it would have turned out perfect. But nope, I had to shoot in JPEG because that guy told me to. Shoot in RAW, always. The only time that I would shoot in JPEG was if I was shooting hockey competitions when you go for the full day and shoot and you'd have a printer there and figure skating events, I used to do the same thing. And you're burning stuff. You're, well, we're not burning anymore, but you used to burn onto CDs. Now you just put them on a thumb drive. And printing 
eight by tens out you can't do that shooting raw on your computer it slows your computer's processing time down because the big files you need lightweight jpegs to do that that's the only time i would shoot jpegs stick with raw you won't regret it you really won't just believe me shoot raw and learn how to do it it's necessary really necessary you'll be amazed like just what you can do with an image once you start shooting raw is incredible you can do anything to it okay episode six the next episode will be which editing software should i use which is a natural follow-on to what we've just been talking about and i'll cover all the best options for paid and free programs yeah that's what the next one is so which edits the uh, <laughs> If I could speak it, it'd help. Which editing software should I use? So I hope you found this podcast useful. If you did, please leave me a five-star rating on iTunes. No one has rated me yet. I've only got a few downloads at the moment. I think we've got about 40. If you could do that, heck, I'll mention you on the podcast. I'll I'll do anything for you. <laughs> just, just please give me a five-star rating. Anyway, that's it for this week. Stay safe and goodbye.